Hanging Tough, a series looking at our Pledge of Connection. And for the last three weeks, we've been challenging you, giving you some challenges, some things that we need to embrace and live by in this thing called the church. And that when we will treat one another this way and live these things out, these things that I believe that God is calling us to live, we will hang tough. We will not bail out on one another when things get a little sideways or when the times get tough. We will remain strong and steadfast. We will fight against the, 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 the notion of, uh, I, I'm just going to leave it all and go find somewhere. No, we're going to fight for one another because we believe in this thing that God has established, the church. And so we've been issuing you a series of challenges. The first was, I accept the challenge to live in truth with you. We will continue to make this about Jesus. And as long as it's about Jesus, we will know the truth. We accept the challenge to give one another grace. There are going to be times in which someone says something or makes a decision or, or takes a seat of ours. And in those moments, it's going to be real easy for us to become a little upset or bent out of shape and maybe even think ill towards them. No, we're going to give each other grace. Just as a reminder, what Pastor Chot said earlier, none of us are perfect. And aren't we thankful for grace? I accept the challenge to receive you humbly. There is none greater than others. And the greatest way, uh, uh, the greatest title in the kingdom of God and, and the way that we grow and go up towards the Father is by humbling and stooping down and serving one another. We humble ourselves. We lay aside pride. We lay aside selfishness. And we consider others better than ourselves. We don't think less of ourselves. We just think of ourselves less and we serve others. Well, today I have a fourth challenge for you and it's this. I accept the challenge to cover your back. Wouldn't it be great to know that there are people that just have your back? Do you have anybody like that that you know, you know, without a shadow of a doubt, that if somebody were speaking ill of you or if things were going against you, if, if the whole world had, had kind of turned their nose up at you, there is someone you know that would say, hey, I've got you. I'm going to cover your back. You know, there's something special when you have relationships like that. There is something special when you've got a band of brothers or a what do you call girls, a team of sisters? I don't know, but whenever you've got people in your life that cover your back, you accomplish more. You're able to fight when the fighting gets tough. I remember, anybody ever see the movie Gladiator? Gladiator. Right now, Pastor Chach is listening to me, and he is fired up right now because that is his favorite movie. I love the scene in Gladiator. When, when uh, Maximus and the rest of the rebels and prisoners are brought into the great Colosseum to fight. Not to fight one another necessarily, but to fight the, 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 the lions and, and the impeding forces of, of the king there. 
And I'll never forget as they come and they really don't have any weaponry and they're kind of just walking around. And all of a sudden there is a barrage of enemy attack against them. And I love the scene where, where Maximus finally calls them all together and he tells them to kind of get in a group and in a circle. They've, they've, they've taken some of the shields and, and, and protection and they kind of get together and they hunker down and then they begin to fight back to back. He gives that order and they fight together back to back. They're protected in the front, but then they also know that there's one behind them that's fighting for them and with them. That's what the church ought to look like. I'm also reminded of a story in Scripture, one of the greatest stories I see of our Savior Jesus covering the back of someone. It was the woman caught in adultery. You remember that story? And in an angry mob with stones in hands ready to, to take her life, Jesus covered her back he spoke to them set them right but then he also spoke to her and he didn't judge condemn or discipline her simply said go and sin no more but that day Jesus had her back what would it look like and what is needed in an environment like this in which we cover someone's Back. I want to share three words with you today. One word I want to share with you is this word loyalty. Loyalty. We read about loyalty in Scripture. In fact, in one of the Old Testament verses in 2 Chronicles chapter 25, verse 2, speaking of Amaziah, who was the young king, says he did what was right in the sight of the Lord, but not with a loyal heart. Some translations say wholeheartedly. Amaziah did some things that were right, but yet there were some things that were not right in the sight of the Lord. He wasn't completely loyal to all of the things that God had for him. You can do some things in life right, but still not be loyal. Because culture says this is right, or government rules say this is right. But loyalty goes deeper than just doing something that we know is to be right. You see, when I'm loyal, there is a stick to that I have to something or to someone. Are you with me? Loyalty is not a word that we may hear much of today. In fact, a lot of times when we use this word loyalty in our culture today, we're, we're, we oftentimes are referring to the family dog. He's so loyal. When's the last time you referred to someone in your life as being loyal? But yet what we find in Scripture is loyalty is an important spiritual strength. You see, loyalty at its root is this. It's faithfulness in action. It's faithfulness in action. A husband that rejects adultery out of loyalty to his wife. A, a mother who stands up for her children out of loyalty towards them. You see, within loyalty is the essence of remaining steadfast regardless of the situation. Did you hear that? Let's rewind the tape. Loyalty is the essence of remaining steadfast regardless of the situation. When the going gets tough, the tough bail out. 
That's not how the saying goes. But when the going gets tough, the tough get going. That when situations change and trouble arises, hey, listen, those who are loyal, they remain steadfast. Do you have someone like that in your life? You see, loyalty is greatly needed. And while there are things in, in, in life that we should, I believe, definitely hold loosely to, there are other things that we must remain faithful in. These things include, like I alluded to just a second ago, our marriages. There needs to be loyalty there. And we need to remain steadfast. Listen, just because you said I do doesn't mean that life is always going to be easy and there is going to be times of struggle and, and storms that come against you, right? Just because you wear a piece of jewelry on your finger, that it's not like some superhero ring or something that immunes you from everything. No. And will you remain loyal? Will you remain steadfast when difficulties rise? What about within our families? What about in this thing called the church? Areas in which loyalty needs to be present. I mean, can you just imagine if families around the world decided to remain faithful to each other no matter the circumstance? Hey, what if every person can committed their loyalty to, to a church regardless of the minor differences that maybe are present. Friend, listen, our world would change, wouldn't it? It would change. The culture of broken marriages and church splits, I believe, would, would, would halt. And we would stand united under Christ, proclaiming his faithfulness while displaying it. Loyalty to one another is needed if we're going to cover each other's back. Loyalty to one another is needed in order to cover each other's back. I have a verse of scripture for you, and the guys don't have it because this is just bonus Bible. But I love what it says in Proverbs chapter 16, verse 24. It says this, kind words are like honey. Kind words are like honey. They're sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Don't you just love you some good honey? Honey is good. Kind words that we share are like honey. The second word I want us to consider today that's important if we're going to cover each other back is this thing called gossip. Gossip is not like honey, is it, honey? No. Gossip is the antithesis of kind words and words that are good and healthy for the body. And would you agree with me that gossip is a huge problem in our culture today? And if we're not careful, it can even creep in. Satan is a, a slick marketer. And he can let this even creep into this beautiful thing called the bride of Christ, the church he sells it to so many Christians, like Pastor Todd selling you to rent a student. He's a slick marketer, isn't he? Man, I, I want to rent 12 of them right now. It is awesome. Satan is so good when it comes to marketing this thing called gossip. Now, I know what you're thinking. We don't call gossip by its name in the church, do we? We don't. We like to call gossip. We like to use other euphemisms like we're just sharing our concerns. Or, hey, I'm just, I'm just venting to a brother or a sister. You know, we gossip. 
Sometimes we gossip whenever we divulge unnecessary details in, in, in prayer requests, as if God needs to be brought up to speed on the situation. We, we, we like to think that we're in the clear if we know that the information is true, and we're simply, I'm just being honest. And I'm just telling it like it is. Listen, God takes seriously how we communicate about other people in the body. You know that, right? 1 Peter chapter 3, beginning of verse 8, listen to what Peter says. He says, summing up, be agreeable, be sympathetic, be loving, be compassionate, be humble. That goes for all of you. No exceptions. No retaliation. No sharp tongue. Sharp tongue. Focus, Brown. Here we go, kid. It's a lack of coffee. No sharp-tongued sarcasm. Instead, bless. That's your job, to bless. And you'll be a blessing and also get a blessing. Whoever wants to embrace life and see the day fill up with good, here's what you do. Say nothing evil or hurtful. Snub evil. Cultivate good. Run after peace for all your worth. God looks on all of this with approval, listening and responding well to what he's asked. But he turns his back on those who do evil things. That's powerful, isn't it? And it's painfully true, isn't it? Amen. Listen, God is not glorified when we spread gossip and idle chatter. So the test for you today is very simple to see where you're at in this. If I'm not a part of the situation or a part of the solution, I should not be talking about it. If I'm not a part of the situation or if I'm not a part of the solution, I simply shouldn't talk about it. James, in his writing in James chapter 3, he's brutally honest with this. He says this, by our speech we can ruin the world. We can turn harmony to chaos. We can throw mud on a reputation. We can send the whole world up in smoke and go up in smoke with it. Smoke right from the pit of of hell. <laughs> wow. Do, 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 if, do you remember when, when, when Jesus said to the Pharisees that a house divided against itself would fall? I believe that the same goes when one part of the body begins to talk about another part of the body of Christ. I do. And it's hard, isn't it? If it's, it's hard. If I'm not careful, I can find myself talking ill and, 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 and speaking ill and, and not using words that are like honey and healthy and, and building people up. If, if, if we're not careful, we can, we can talk ill about other pastors. We, we, can, we can talk about other churches. If I'm not a part of the solution or a part of the problem, I shouldn't talk about it. Gossip is like a cancer to the body, the body of Christ. And I'm telling you, it's also an abomination to God. Look what it says in Proverbs chapter 12, verse 22. The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in those who what? Tell the truth. Listen, negative words contain great destructive power. Whenever you talk negatively about people or listen to someone else talk negatively about others, you unleash that harmful power. 
I've shared, many of you have heard me share the story of something that happened at um, the rodeo on Labor Day several years ago. A lady in our church was sitting there at the rodeo watching it, and a, a row or two behind her, she began to hear chatter from some other ladies. And these ladies above her were chattering about some ladies that are part of this church and in this house. And she listened for a moment, and she finally said, I just couldn't handle it anymore. She kind of had that Popeye moment, you know, that's all I can stand. I can't stand no more. And she simply turned around to the ladies and said, listen, I, I, I apologize, but I can hear you, 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 you talking about some people that I know, and, and I hear the things you're saying, and I just want to let you know that, that that's not right, that's not truth, and that's not who they are. And so I would appreciate it if you would just... Shut up or I'll shut you up, right? No, she didn't do that. But, but in that instance, that's covering someone's back. I think great to have people like that in our lives. Listen, negative words can destroy and tear down. And, and people talk bad. They talk bad about this. You know that we've had people talk ill of this church as well. And with their ill-talking It's caused people in this church to leave. We need to be careful of what we say. Negative words contain great destructive power. Listen, I will build up. I'm not going to tear people down. Michael, I believe you prayed that this morning. That with our words, we can build people up or we can tear them down. The same mouth has, has the opportunity to breathe life or breathe destruction. Are you with me today? What are you going to do? There's a third word I want to share with you today as we wrap this up, and it's this word love. That's a good word, isn't it? Loyalty is a good word. Gossip, no love. You see what I'm doing to you? It's a range of emotions today, right? We're on a ride. But this word, love. 2 Corinthians chapter chapter 6, verses 4 through 6 says this. In everything we do, we show that we are true ministers of God. In everything we do, we patiently endure troubles and hardships and calamities of every kind. We've been beaten and put in prison and faced angry mobs. We've worked to exhaustion, endured sleepless nights, and gone without food. And we prove ourselves by our purity, by our understanding, our patience, our kindness by the Holy Spirit within us and by our sincere love. I shared with you guys a few weeks ago when we started this series that these things that we are going to have to accept this challenge, it's going to require a work of the Holy Spirit within us in order to do it. Love. What role does love play in covering someone's back? Love is commitment. You know that, right? When I say that I love someone or or when I say I love something, I'm committed to it. I hate bandwagon fans that they, they, they love their team just when they're winning when times are good, right? But man, when, when it begins to go south and when, when they become a little derailed, these people jump off the wagon and they're on somebody else's just like that. That's not commitment. Love is commitment. And if people love one another, check this out, they are committed to each other. 
They're not committed until something bad happens, but they're committed regardless of what happens. Are you beginning to see love now? It's not grown men in a drunken stupor at a sporting event saying, I love you, man. No, that's gross, first of all, for one man to say that to another. But it's being truly committed to one another. Regardless of the situation, regardless of what happens, all of us would agree that when times are good and going well, it's easy to say I love something. But what about when it's difficult to love? Will you still love? Let me ask you a question this morning. Do you love the people here in this church? Do you? Do you love this church? See, if I love the people within this church, I'm going to be committed to them and I'm going to cover their back. When I love this church, I'm going to stand for it when others maybe speak ill or derogatory or say, man, that's that snake handling crazy church over there. You know, they just, you know, and they say so many ugly things or I left because somebody said this and about you guys and don't ever... Do you love the church and will you stand for it and be committed to it? You know, many people have given up on, on attending Sunday gatherings such as this because I think they've forgotten the importance of connecting with a local community. Listen, it's within this thing, these connections and community is being developed. This community of this thing called the church that, that Pastor Kyle works so hard in and, and that Pastor Robert with, with connections works hard. Listen, it's these connections within the church that we will find true love. We should. It's where we find joy. It's where we will find an outlet for service. And listen, church, as we continue to walk in this loving commitment to one another, listen, we're going to continue to see stories like Olga Moreno. I didn't understand this thing called the church, and I had a negative view of it, whatever. But as we continue to walk in a loving commitment to one another, as we serve together, as we build one another, as we pray together, as we give to the ministries and uh, the uh, programs that are taking place through this thing, I'm telling you, we will see God work in amazing ways. Proverbs chapter 3 verse 3 says this, Never let loyalty and kindness leave you. Tie them around your neck as a reminder. Write them deep within your heart and so hey can you imagine if the church tied loyalty and love and kindness can you imagine if we tied that around our necks think about that blessing of living together in close communion with with like-minded people who are also walking in grace and mercy Friends, that's the call of the church. That we cover each other's back and that we walk together. That we are loyal to one another. That we love one another. That we throw gossip aside. And as we live that, check this out. That's a part of God's plan for reaching the world. If you're you're here this morning and you're not plugged in somewhere to a local church, you're not committed to it. 
Listen, I want to challenge you to do so. You need a community to connect with regularly. You need a family that will support you and encourage you and be there with you. You you need to stay with that community, with that church, when times are good and even when they're difficult. Hey, even when you don't feel like being there, you need to be connected. You need that. If we can help you find, man, I I know lots of churches of of various styles and flavors. We got it. We know some stuff. We can get you connected somewhere, but you need that. Plug in. Find community. Find a group of people that you can love and be loyal to. Find a group that you can connect with that God can use you to minister to other people. Listen. 1910. I accept this challenge to cover your back. This house will be a house that we will stand up and we will defend one another. We will not participate in gossip. We will not participate in slander or any other conversation that hurts others. We're going to cover each other's back. Would you just bow your heads and close your eyes right where you're at this morning? And I'm not going to ask you to stand or anything because I just want you to to just think about what role this has played in your life. Are Are you maybe guilty this morning of speaking ill and not standing up for and defending someone? Or are you loyal? Are you committed? Are, do, you, do, do you truly love someone and will do whatever it takes to cover them? Listen, for the bride of Christ, I believe, to operate and to be who we're called to be, we're going to have to embrace this idea of hanging tough. Standing up, even when it seems like others are all against us. And I'm praying that this would be a house that does that. That we will cover each other's back. That we will speak words that are edifying and build one another up. Not tear down and destroy. That we will encourage each other all the more as we see the day approaching spurring one another on towards love and good deeds. Father, I pray that we'd be that house. Lord, I pray that you would protect us against gossip and slander, against the negative words that people, that the enemy wants people to use even within this environment, but also those outside this environment that are speaking against it. Lord, the church is not perfect. We get that. <clears throat> you, <clears throat> you understand that. And God, I pray that you would help us with this challenge to cover each other's back. Father, I'm praying for everyone in this room today that <clears throat> if there's someone that maybe we've hurt or spoken ill towards, God, I'm praying that we would take the steps to make that right. And God, I pray that 
loyalty and love would rain down here. That we would be a bride that brings a smile to your face when you look at us. As we dismiss this morning, I want to ask our prayer ministry team to go ahead and come and make themselves available here today. And we are so delighted and honored that you would come and worship with us. Here's our offer to you each and every Sunday as we dismiss. We're going to stay down front. And if we can encourage you or pray with you over any situation today, we'd love to do that. Maybe you've got a question about Jesus and what Jesus can do in someone's life. That's why we're here today. Maybe you've got a situation you just need some prayer support over and encouragement with. My, my friends down here would love nothing more than to come alongside of you and just breathe encouragement into your life. And so here's what we're going to do. You guys have been a great group today. And I'm excited for your holiday weekend. But we're simply going to stand this morning. And I want to end with these words. You're free to go at this time. Thank you.